0: Welcome to the Podcast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole, and I just got back from my very first vacation of 2020. I took a week off work, and I spent some of that week traveling over to Nuremberg and Munich, where I met up with different podcast friends. It was the coolest thing in the whole world. You might recall last week in the intro, I talked about my feelings about how people should or shouldn't be traveling this year, considering the coronavirus pandemic. And this trip for me was a test of sorts to see if, if it felt okay to travel even within Germany. And I'm happy to say it felt fine. I, I traveled with the Deutsche Bahn, so the German train company, and I found it to be quite well handled. They definitely did not book as many seats as they would have during normal times. So in most of my trains and in most of the rows that I could see, there was basically one person sitting at the window seat in each row, but otherwise it was pretty empty. So of course, you know, if you're traveling together, then you would sit together, but there were enough seats where you could space yourself out. And of course, you do have people sitting in front of and behind you, so you had to wear a mask the whole time. And then when I was in the cities, everywhere I went took your information so that if anything did happen, they would be able to contact Trace very effectively. And that was also a pretty big comfort for me. Plus, basically all the places I went were for outdoor dining, which is also safer than indoor dining. And yeah, it just it just felt like there weren't really that many things that I couldn't do that I would have wanted to do. You know, I was able to go to a museum and again, social distance, keep your mask on, wash your hands a lot. But I found that pretty much everyone was following those rules and there was hand sanitizer left and right. And overall, it felt not too risky. You know, I had some moments where I thought, okay, eh, this is kind of pushing my comfort zone. But, but overall, I definitely think that this was okay that I did this. And I was able to really lean into it and enjoy the time, which was awesome because I got to meet some people that you might know from the show. So Giovanna, who I've interviewed a couple times and who's now got her own podcast. Summer, who I've also interviewed before and who collaborated with another internet friend of mine, Steph Fuccio, on another podcast. And believe it or not, I even tried to put my differences aside and meet up with my rival, Sean, from the Germany Experience. I know I miss meeting up with some of you guys who live in those areas, so I'll definitely have to come back and get to meet even more of you guys. But for now, we are in the heat of summer. It is prime travel time. And gosh, even just these five days away made me notice how how refreshed I feel, how much better I feel coming back to my normal life, to work, to all of this after having a couple days away. So if you are looking for even just a quick day getaway or an overnight getaway somewhere in Germany, somewhere that's going to feel safe to go, how about Schuttgart? I can almost guarantee you that none of you were planning to go to StructGuard unless you were like visiting friends there because it's not exactly the kind of place that people, yeah, that people plan trips to. But that's exactly why I was so excited to have the spotlight thrown onto Stuttgart in this week's episode with Stephanie, who is a guest that just cracks me up every time we talk. So I hope that you enjoy. I hope you're inspired. And if you end up heading over to StructGuard, you're going to have to let me know because I want to hear how it is. All right. Enjoy the episode.
1: My name is Stephanie. Um, I'm originally from Austria, but uh, just like last time when when I talked about this, I fled the country (laughs) when I was 18. It was very dramatic. Only it wasn't dramatic. I just got got on a plane and left. Uh, Then I lived in England for 16 years. And right now I'm in Germany. I've been here since 2017. And I live just outside of Stuttgart.
0: I'm Jazz, that we're doing a travel Germany episode about Stuttgart because I think this is the kind of place where a lot of people have ended up for various reasons, um, but it's not necessarily a place people are sitting around daydreaming about. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 has reasons. That honestly <laughs> has reasons. My first question for you is: Well, what brought you to Stuttgart? And when you when you first saw it, was it love at first sight?
1: What brought us to Stuttgart, it was actually a very pragmatic and German decision. My husband works here, so I was going to come here, (laughs) you know, because to be perfectly honest, when you come to Stuttgart, it's definitely not love at first sight. And it's not a charming, amazing, lovely city like Freiburg is. I mean, you get off at the train station, Freiburg, and you're there and it's like, oh, this is so pretty. I so want to stay here. And Stuttgart is like, oh, my God, this is a construction site. It's Lloyd. (laughs) There's a lot of brutalist architecture. It's a bit disorienting. I can totally see why people don't really consider Stuttgart. (laughs) (laughs) But having said that, with Stuttgart, what you do get is when you dig a little, you get a lot out of it.
0: Had you visited it before you moved? We did. And that was exactly our reaction. We were here
1: once and it was like, eh, eh, because we lived in Switzerland for a short while was down to oh it's probably gonna be Stuttgart. I was like, ah,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a bash. I mean I've I've lived I've lived in worse places to be honest. And I, I know that being an expat, you know that when you when you live somewhere you make the best of it and you look closer. You just get more into what can kind I of do here that, that I'm gonna really love doing.
0: Yeah, that's actually for me this is a category of of place. There are some places where I visit and I think this is not this beautiful place. I'm not necessarily drawn to it, but I just have a feeling that it's kind of great to live here because you can usually see when you're walking around little things that if you imagine living there, this would be really wonderful. It's just as a tourist, it maybe doesn't kind of strike your fancy in quite the same way. And I, I visited Stuttgart for all of one day, and I would definitely say that's exactly the feeling I had where I was like, I mean, I don't really get it as a person who's just kind of here or randomly. But I think if I were here more and more, I would like it more and more. It's, it's a grower. Let's just say it. it's a grower. <laughs> okay, so if, we've, if someone's never, ever heard of Stuttgart before, what are three things that they should know immediately right off the bat? Well, three
1: things you should definitely know about Stuttgart is, well, first of all, it's the capital of Baden-Württemberg. Baden-Württemberg being the uh, state in which we are. Stuttgart is on the Swabian part. You, you're you in Freiburg, so you're on the badische part of, of Baden-Württemberg, which Stuttgart being the, the capital. Well, it's of political and, and economic significance, very much so. So you have, obviously, France, you're bordering to France, you're bordering to Switzerland, you're bordering to Bavaria. The other interesting fact I, I find as well, like Stuttgart uh, and Baden-Württemberg only became Baden-Württemberg in 1952 because it was all sorts of different states before that. So it's actually fairly new that you have Baden-Württemberg and then Stuttgart as its capital.
0: Yeah, I actually was just reading a History of Germany book where they were talking about... Actually, they were talking about the East-West divide in Germany and some of the differences you see there. But their argument was it was actually more this divide has more to do with your religious leanings, Protestant, for instance. And if you look within Baden-Württemberg, basically, he was drawing similarities between parts of Baden-Württemberg and parts of East Germany, which you wouldn't think off the bat, but they have. Oh, is that that book, that very short history of Germany or something?
1: Heck yeah, it is. Oh, right. Yeah. My my husband read that and he he loved it. He was like, that is so interesting because yeah, had that division within Germany is not just East and West, not just geographic. It has a lot to do with religion. And it has always been, even before the World War, before you had East and Germany and all of that, it was always divided and always sort of very different culturally in different parts so it's very interesting in that sense yeah
0: right and yeah Stuttgart is a great example of somewhere that through it all there has been this region Schwabia and Stuttgart is its heart and so it really represents this I don't even know what to call it because it's Schwabia. it's not a state in and of itself but it has its dialect it has its region And it's definitely a thing. (laughs) It's just not a state.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it is totally a thing because Swabians are the Scots of Germany. This is one of the things that you need to know when you come here. The Swabians are the Scots of Germany. They are tight with money and they are hard workers. God, are they hard workers? There's this motto or the saying in German. It it goes something like work, save money and build a house. So, Schaffersbauer Häuslebauer. And that's a sort of thing that defines Swabians very much so. And and that's kind of there's a lot of pride here. So you he very proud people.
0: Can you say that again? That in German? Yeah. Schaffe Häuslebauer. I've for sure heard this before and to me, even knowing German, it just sounds like <laughs> And I've never actually thought about the words. I'm, I never I just yes. accepted it as noises. <laughs> it is noiseless and honestly when
1: when you have a Swabian talk to you in their accent it's that kind of noise it's just like you pardon me (laughs) you said what (laughs) bless them they're they're lovely people but also they do not take prisoners that that much I know as well
0: okay so we've got for three points the first one was um capital of Baden-Württemberg and Swabia point two being the Scots of Germany point three Stuttgart and and this is part of why it's perhaps lacks a bit of
1: charm, but this is where you need to dig, and this is what I think is very important to know. Stuttgart has a a really intriguing and very significant industrial history. So you have brands like Bosch, Porsche, and Mercedes, all of them started here. They started here in in and around Stuttgart. They are still remaining here. They are a huge sort of economic driving force here in the region, Uh, Swabians are obviously very proud of that. All three businesses have their headquarters here, the plants. That's one of those things that I think you need to know when you come here because you have here also, for example, with Porsche and Mercedes, you have two museums that focus on automotive history and and on cars, which is unlike Munich because they only have the BMW museum. So per Munich, really, Stuttgart has two, you
0: see. Haha, one up. I like it. I'm here to try to start fights, actually. That's that's the true motivating factor behind the Ex-Bet cast as a whole. So this is going well for me. I can also already hear
1: my uh, the Bavarians coming
0: for me. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> I have to move after this, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if someone is visiting Stuttgart, what can they do? I mean, we already mentioned they can visit the not one but two car museums.
1: If you had a few days uh, to spend here, you will be spoiled for choice in terms of museums, sort of being the capital. Uh, there is there's a lot of art you can see here, uh, me being a bit of a museum queen and loving the art. So if you are in the very center of Stuttgart, the Schlossplatz, so you have there the Kunstmuseum or the, or the Art Museum. They have changing exhibitions of modern and contemporary art. They also have a collection of uh, modern art. They have a permanent exhibition of their collection. I find that their exhibitions are very Pleasing generally, so that they're not so highly specialized that you go in there with thinking that you know you're not going to get in, not under- going to understand the art that they're exhibiting. They're very good at explaining uh, the art there. So, Kunstmuseum is absolutely lovely, and you also right in the center of, of the town for those who want to see more challenging, or to me personally, because I like it as intriguing contemporary art. There is an art society. It's called Württembergischer Kunstverein. So it's the art society of Württemberg. Their program is very political. Their exhibitions are very political and also they're showing also queer themes in art and queer art. And that's quite interesting, although more challenging. You have the Künstlerhaus or the, the artist's house, for the want of a better translation. They also show international contemporary art, and they have a cafe that's absolutely worth a try. It's brand new. Then you have the uh, Staatsgalerie in Stuttgart. If you, if you're into your old masters from the 14th to the 20th century, from Rubens to Bauhaus to your uh, Mark Rothko's uh, and anything beyond, you, you'll find it all there. The collection is huge. You could you could spend easily an entire day in there alone. It's in this very brutalist mid-20th century building. It's not appealing to look at. i got to be honest. It's like you go there and it's like, Jesus Christ, do I have to go in there? Yes, you have to go in there because what's inside is beautiful and you have to see it. And then sort of sticking with the theme of architecture, there is the Weissenhof Museum and Estate. Weissenhof being a part of Stuttgart and that's a lot of architectural history but the Bauhaus is a sort of a Bauhaus creation that was built in 1927. Parts of the estate do still exist, actually part of the original houses do still exist, even people living living in these houses still. Wow. They were brand new at the time, they were very much an experiment in, in living and in dwelling and how you could build a house and live in it. Uh, so there's a museum there and you can go around the estate and look at the remaining houses. And you had like architects like Mies Rohe and Le Corbusier who designed and built these houses. Absolutely worth visiting that. If if you're sick of all the other brutalist architecture, this is something that that takes you out of that very much. So that's sort of the the museums, etc., that I would definitely say are worth a try here.
0: Uh I feel it like, is it um hmm. Is there anything Too else? Much. Is there any other museums? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> God, you could there's even yeah, an
1: anthropological museum here. They currently have a good exhibition on there about, about the Aztecs. I mean, it's full of museums and little galleries, so it's yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know if you're trying to save the best for last or something, but you're you're horribly missing the biggest and best one. Oh shit, what am I missing? The pig museum. Oh my god, the pig Oh my god, I could have I've oh, got well,
1: okay. Wow. Well, here we go.
0: Pig Museum. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't believe I had a prompt to you. I just, I feel, oof, I feel betrayed. Oh my god! In a sense,
1: I know. Oh, Tara, I'm so sorry, Nicole. Oh my god! Of course, the pig museum. But you see, this is so much part of my DNA. I just, I just think, you know, everyone just will know it. that anyway. But absolutely, the pig museum is 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 absolutely worth a visit. <laughs>
0: Definitely. Well, I, okay, I'll pitch this one. Um, because the day I spent in Stuttgart, I did two things. And the world's largest pig museum was obviously one of them. Um, if you listen to the other episode where Stephanie was a guest, then you might remember us bonding and in a way that I thought was pure and real about the pig museum but here you are forgetting it so who knows (laughs) (laughs) it is the (laughs) strangest place it's kind of outside of the city center I remember having to walk like 20 or 30 minutes And it's in a it's it's in a schloss I mean it's a it's a pig castle essentially and it's just every room is a different theme and they get weirder and weirder until you end up in the um, inappropriate adult pig section and then you're just like all right and um yeah i think there's 30 some rooms and even a restaurant and beer garden so you can go and be transported into this bizarre world of pigs and then you can go have a drink after it's delightful
1: it is absolutely is and i think i do remember it was forty thousand plus artifacts all pig themed so that (laughs) it's like it's pretty insane um but absolutely yeah definitely worth a visit yeah
0: Okay, and moving on from museums to food and drink, are there good places to recommend in town?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, what I find Stuttgart does really well is like little independent cafes and bistros and places like that. There's one just off Königstrasse. Königstrasse being sort of the main street. If you arrive by train, you, you'll you be at the uh, main station and the, the main shopping street is Königstrasse. If you walk down there and, and you walk just off it, there are lovely little places that are very central. So one of them is called Essenziale, which is a small sort of cafe bistro type place. They everything they have there, all the food is is locally sourced. It's really good food, really good coffee as well. It's a small place, like I said, and the food is lovely. I mean, you can have from vegan to meat if you want to. I mean. The menu is small, like they have like stews, a lot of those, and they will have sandwiches, warm sandwiches, cold sandwiches, and things like that. It's so lovely. It's just, I, I don't know, you, you have to go there. It's, it's, it's really cool. No frills, actually. Then there's a chain, it's called Herkekele, and that's sort of a Swabian food chain. You can even get Swabian fast food, would you believe it? Wow. Yeah, where you get your Swabian dumplings, your maultaschen, for example you can get those there you can get your käsespätzle there which is like swabian mac and cheese for the one of a better explanation you can even get your currybuster if you wanted to uh, or like a little meatloaf and things and and i really like that place when they are i think they even operate in berlin the käsespätzle are very good if you're into cheese you will feel your arteries clocking up and you'll missing that heart attack it's really good <laughs> it's lovely it's like you're alive
0: and that's a good shout out for Schwabian food because to me, Mauotaschen and Käsespätzle are staples of German food. My Germany experience has all been in the South and everywhere I've gone in the South. That's that's known and loved. And they're Schwabian. I don't know how far up North that they're still standard on a lot of menus, but I think a lot of people know of it but might not know that, yeah, Schwabia can claim it. Yeah, it's absolutely from
1: here. And it, it's lovely. I mean, you having said that, With, in my case experience, because I am a bit of a connoisseur, of course, you can go really wrong with it. But with Hakehele, I'm always, like, on the right side. He always does them really nice and they're very um, juicy and, I don't know, it's just lovely. They do a really good, they do a really good job. But then, oh, also, because he had a lot of sort of immigration here, so you have a lot of second, third generation Italians and Greeks here. And there is a bar, and that's right across from Hakehele, it's called Celebre Bar. And it's, it's sort of a, an Italian coffee shop. They do sort of Italian snacks there. You can get like a sweet pizza. The weirdest thing, but you, you, you don't think about it, but of course they can do a sweet pizza with like chocolate on it. And it, it's what? absolutely beautiful. And the coffee is obviously out of this world. Wow. And they do all sorts of other sort of very specific Italian things. I haven't managed to eat my way through the menu because obviously... My being in China I wasn't able to go back, but I'm, I'm working through that menu, and they're amazing.
0: And what about beer? Are there any Stuttgart-specific breweries people should keep an eye out for?
1: Yes, I mean, you have sort of also in the town center, although to be fair, it's not so much a Stuttgart beer. You have uh, the Paulana, they have uh, a beer garden there. You also have sort of in the center, there's the brewery, uh, that's Dinkelacker. Stuttgart Hofbau, but I'm not sure whether they're actually open for people to go there, but I know Stuttgart Hofbau is kind of the Stuttgart beer.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure you could find that in grocery stores too, though, if people were just out and about. That's one to keep an eye out for.
1: Absolutely. You can find that anywhere and everywhere. But there's one more place, a food place. I mean, all
0: these places that are really,
1: really no frills. I, I don't have any restaurants on here because I, I, I kind of like relatively fast stuff, but there's one that's called Udo Snack. That's also in the center. And it has a bit of a status, a bit of a history here, because it's been around for absolute yonks. want to say about 30 plus years, perhaps. That is like really dirty fast food. Like if you want nice, dirty fast food and really get your teeth into a burger or your currywurst there, there and, and, and whatnot and an Udo snack, it's, it's, it's also a funny place. It's small, it's cramped. There's always a lot of people there because it's it's kind of known here in Stuttgart, and, and it's, it's a really cool place. But generally, like I said, cafes are really good, independent ones, little ones, and, and they have a lot of lovely food, and they did it really well here. I have to say, like, really well. And, oh, I should talk about ice creams, because I think you're a bit oh, of a yes. fan of ice creams, right?
0: Oh, yes.
1: Well, uh, have I got a treat for you? There are two places here in Stuttgart, but you have to absolutely try. One is on Marienplatz a cafe that's called Cafe Kaiserbau, and they have a gelateria right next to to them. They have really weird ice creams. I had an ice cream once that was tonka beans, and it was nice actually, and there there was (laughs) another one, and I don't even remember, it was like, the fruit was a mix between lime and orange. And honestly, if, if you imagine lime and orange in an ice cream, it was just like that, and I don't remember what it was called. I mean, there's stuff in there, like, I can't I can't half read it. I'm like, all right, I'm having that. Thank you very much. Yep. <laughs> um, like, it, it's brilliant. Really, really good. And then there's another one that's called Eyes. That's also, well, it's sort of in the, in the sense, I mean, I say, Stuttgart is a small town, right? Stuttgart, you can walk around easily. You can reach almost anywhere within a 20-minute walk. It's not a big town at all that van Ice is, is near Liederhalle, and they actually originate just outside of Stuttgart, where I live, in Fellbach. And they do a really delicious vegan chocolate ice cream.
0: Ooh. It sounds like, so far, I mean, you've mentioned a couple of vegan places, so Stuttgart's pretty uh, vegan-friendly. That's good to know. Absolutely, they are. I mean,
1: they're doing really, really, really well in terms... Of, I mean, I'm not vegan. I couldn't live like that. I couldn't live without bacon, because bacon makes everything better. But I have a bit of vegan every now and then, yeah.
0: You know, now the vegans are also going to chase you out of the country. They're going to join the, the Bavarians and the... <laughs> Who else did we say? <laughs> she she goes to the Pagan Museum, get her out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so another thing that I remember um, finding cool about Stuttgart is, yeah, it is not that huge of a town and, and it's pretty contained in, in a little valley and it's completely surrounded by these big, big hills. And so the next question is then, what what lies beyond those hills? What are some day trips or activities that one could do outside of the city center?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Nicole. I have a few here. It's sort of because the hills, usually that sort of surround Stuttgart, it's a lot of vineyards around here. Now, you would never actually think Germany, oh, yeah, wine, I'll have that. You think Germany, you think beer and sausage. But that's kind of... A misconception that, like, when I got here, I was like, Jesus, they have such good wine here, like, amazing wine. Where I live, is, there's, it's full of vineyards from Grauburgunde, which is a sort of Pinot Grigio, to Merlot, to Syrah. And it's, uh, it's, it's an absolute delight. So visiting the vineyards around the city, so where I am in Fellbach, or also a place called Untertürkheim, Esslingen, it, it's full of vineyards can try the wines there and you can buy directly from the producers the wine will really surprise most people i think it really surprised me and also there's one thing that really uh, beautiful and romantic if you're into romance <laughs> is there's a sepulchral chapel here uh, on Württemberg hill it was built by uh, king william i and he built that for his wife katerina who was the daughter of the russian Tsar. And she died three years into the marriage and it was very like dramatic. So Wilhelm was prompted to build this sepulchral chapel on this hill. It's very prominent. You can actually see it uh, when you come into Stuttgart. A lot of the times you can actually see it. Yeah. On that hill, it's just perched on top there. You can go in, you can, you can walk around it Uh, being a tomb. It's kind of, it smells dead gotta be honest it smells dead dead (laughs) people in there but it's beautifully built you know it's it's a lot of classical architecture you've got corinthian ionic columns it's sort of based on the roman pantheon get um russian orthodox uh, church services every now and then i do believe that you may be able to get married there or do something around it because obviously it's it's a very dramatic romantic place because there's an inscription when you walk into the tomb Something about love that never dies. I'm not very romantic. I, I ignored that, I have to say. <laughs> but it's also really lovely because the tomb and, and the hill where it's on, you get a really good view of Stuttgart, of the Neckar Valley. The Neckar Valley being where all of this is situated. So you can see the football stadium. You can see the TV tower. You can see all of Stuttgart. And, and that's uh, absolutely worth the trip out, outside of Stuttgart, I'd say.
0: Right now, we're going to be presenting this as Stuttgart is maybe a spot that people could visit if they're doing Germany vacation this year due to coronavirus. But if if someone had a normal calendar year, if we put coronavirus and global pandemic aside, is there a certain time of year that's really good to come? Or are there certain festivals that would be good to, to plan around?
1: Honestly, I couldn't say that there's one good time of year for Stuttgart. Stuttgart is great all year round. In the center of Stuttgart, you have something happening almost every weekend. It's incredible. Before Miss Rona, there was something going on almost every weekend. So you have the Jazz Open. This is a big thing, Um, an international jazz festival. You have a festival of animated film. Again, that's all happening on Schlossplatz. So you had for the animated film festival a huge screen on the square, so people would sit there in the grass and watch animated films all day long. And you can go into cinemas, watch animated films. Then you have a wine festival, which is called Weindorf, that's in late summer. And of course you have in the summer as well, Christopher Street Day Parade, so Gay Pride is, is happening here. And that's that's amazing, that's, they do a really good job with Gay Pride here and it's, it's, it's a lovely get together and, 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 and celebrate queer people. And then, of course, in the winter, you have the, the Christmas market. And that's from late November till mid-January here. And it's huge. It it just beleaguers the whole city center almost. So it's it's really hard to say come this time or that time.
0: Well, and I've heard they have the other southern German Oktoberfest, right? They have, what is it, the Wiesa? Is that right? Yes, Wasen, That's right, in Bad Kahnstadt.
1: That happens even twice a year. Well, they, they wow. do like to drink here. So that's why they're <laughs> kind of my people. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping we can go again sometime soon. Yeah, Kahnstatt der Wasen. This second biggest Oktoberfest that's happening in, in Stuttgart. There's a fair, there are rides, there's a number of huge tents. There is gallons of beer. So that happens in spring and in autumn every year, yeah.
0: Now... My selfish question, being a bookworm and a library nerd, are there any cool libraries or bookstores to visit in in Stuttgart? Absolutely.
1: Oh, my God. Yes, there is. Because I'm interested in the queer community, we have a bookstore here that's called El Koenig. And it's an LGBTQIA plus bookstore is very specialized in that. And it's actually only one of two specialized bookstores that remain in Germany. That's an actual physical bookstore. I've gone in there and and bought a a kid's book for my little one now. Uh, And they're lovely people there. And and I definitely recommend that. And then the library on Mailanderplatz. That's the Stuttgart library on Mailanderplatz. That's amazing. That's only been opened in 2011. Again, it's sort of an architectural interesting piece because you can you can get amazing views on the rooftop. Right up top, you can go all the way up there. There is the interior architecture of the, the library itself. That's so beautiful. It's very Instagrammable, let's say. <laughs> it's really interesting. beautifully lit, it, it's very comfortable architecturally and visually captivating space being the library and it also it's very I find it quite inviting to sit down and read a book there it's it's very lovely
0: I will say that was the other thing that I did when I was in Stuttgart it was Pig Museum and the library and that's one if you are a book person you've you've definitely seen pictures of it because yeah, like you said, very Instagrammable, and it's on all the lists of top 20 most beautiful libraries in the world. And yeah, the architecture itself, it, it's its a journey. I mean, i it looks like a dilapidated old prison from the 70s on the outside, sort of. And, and then you come in, and there's this grand atrium. And then you go up the stairs, and you're in this crazy book wonderland I mean I don't know I think this is one of the moments where I, I remember being in there and and walking through the building and feeling my opinion on architecture change because this style would not have been something that I'm drawn to even from the pictures I thought I have to go it looks incredible in a, in a striking way but it didn't really seem like the kind of place that I would want to be and from the outside I'm like checking my address like am I am I really at the right address is this truly it and then I go in the weird atrium yeah and but but over time walking through it I I want it to stay there it, it is weirdly inviting to sit and read a book in that space and I think it's definitely even if you're not always a book person I think it's worth a visit
1: absolutely and I've also I mean I've, I've walked in there they also have a lot of screens there and there's there's also always art sort of exhibited and, there's, and there was once a live performance that they that I walked in on that just happened in that atrium space. Really good. And also the library. I mean, if, if that's not your thing, you've got a shopping mall right next to it. It's huge. It's full of shops. I'm not a shopping person, I have to say. I, I'd rather sit in a nice bar or a, or a library or whatever. Um, the shopping mall Milaneo it's called oh I should say uh, in the Milaneo when you go all the way upstairs into the food court because I like food um, (laughs) there's a place called Frittenberg and they do a really good poutine
0: Oh, that sounds so good Okay, so when in my brief visit to, to Stuttgart, my favorite spot is what you said, the, the rooftop of that library has an incredible view of the whole city and the hills, but I know very little about Stuttgart. So if I go back, I want to try out some other spots, and I'm hoping that you can tell me what your personal favorite spot is to just be and spend time in Struttgart.
1: This is going to be a funny one because I love pubs, okay? So a pub is not very much a German thing, but there's one pub that is out in town sort of near Schwabstrasse. It's called O'Reilly's, and that's an Irish pub. O'Reilly's is definitely a place where you find me holding on to a pint for dear life. (laughs) Um, It's beautiful there. It's it's just great. Again, back to Bad Cannstatt and where you have the Vasen happening, there's a place called Mon Petit Café. And they have an insane menu of gins. They have in the region of 170, like 170 different types of gins because I love my gin.
0: Whoa, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite through with the menu there either yet, but I, I will <laughs> get there in one year. So, and it's a really cute little place as well. It's again, sort of a little independent place. They do also a little bit of food. They do lots of different beers as well. And there's another place that I really like. It's called Galerie Kernweine. It's a gallery. They specialize in photography, a lot of contemporary photography. They have a cute cafe with really good coffee and and, and food a little bit, but also they have changing exhibitions of contemporary photography. They're in an old space that used to, I'm not exactly sure what it used to be, but it had something to do with wine. It's terrible because I'm literally making myself out like to be such an alcoholic here. Because <laughs> 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 also the vineyards, I love them because it's near the wine. <laughs> but gallery Canberra, that's definitely my favorite spot. I'll, I'll be there many a time and just chill out and, and have a coffee and whatnot.
0: So now we've learned much more about Stuttgart and gotten a feel for its character and what it has to offer. Shoot us with your elevator pitch for why someone should come and book a trip. And come visit stuttgart
1: okay uh you should absolutely come and visit stuttgart because it has brutalist architectural and industrial charm with a lot of history thrown in and art uh, to boot and it's it's absolutely a time to be seen and experienced and also of course alcohol
0: <laughs> if you didn't catch on there's a couple if there's you, a couple good spots if, <laughs> right, if, you, if you didn't hear me say anything about alcohol it's alcohol <laughs> good <laughs> uh awesome With that, we're going to round the corner and head to home with the ending segment, which is called Sack, Sack, Sack. It's a rapid fire question round. I'm going to ask you three questions that you're going to answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. Are you ready? Oh my God, I'm so ready. Where in Stuttgart is the very best place to buy your bread? Do you know what? I have not been disappointed
1: with a bakery here in Stuttgart yet.
0: Number two, if you could go back to the pig museum, the best place in the world, um, and you could keep one item, what item would you choose?
1: Oh my God, that is that is such a good question. It's very specific. There was a print of the Statue of Liberty with a pig's head on it. <laughs> that was hilarious. And I thought, I'd love to have that. That I would totally take if I could. <laughs>
0: And finally, you are, in addition to an alcohol lover, you are an art lover. (laughs) So if you could give us the name of one artist that you'd want people to look up. Oh my God.
1: I've recently come across a collective, an an artist collective, that's called Mujeres Creando. It's a Bolivian collective. It's women who are sort of artists, activists, and are very much dealing with, with queer issues. So mujeres creando, I would say definitely look them up. They're, they're very interesting.
0: Wonderful. And if people would like to connect with you, where can they find you?
1: So I'm on your Instagram at Work in progress, all one word, all in small letters. And yeah, I'm more than happy to point people to to the nicer places of, of Stuttgart. And I'm also open to to people like telling me if, if there's any place that I should look up and, and look into I mean there's so much here in Stuttgart it's, it's, it's hard to pack it all in
0: thank you for giving me and all of us all these ideas it's awesome
1: absolutely uh, always always happy to draw out like, the, the nice bits of Stuttgart because it's it's a tough nut. let's just say that <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks one more time to Stephanie for coming on the expat cast again and sharing with us all of these great tips about Stuttgart if you live somewhere in Germany that you would like to highlight for the series, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I am actively seeking some more cities to highlight throughout the rest of the season. So if you want to contact me, that email address is the at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Instagram and on Twitter at the expatcast. If you're loving this Travel Germany series within a series, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a rating and or review. And you can also do the same on Podchaser. And if you like this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. I want to thank Amy Lungy Art for the logo and Side Hug for the theme music. You can find them on Instagram at a hug from the side. On Thursday, we'll be back in your feeds with an episode about what it is like to get diagnosed with and treated for cancer as a foreigner in Germany. Until then, have a wonderful week. Bis dann. Tschüss.